Mr. Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this ride go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk, shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting, the show is beginning. It's too late to escape, let's go. Here's your host, Greg. Slackers. Good morning, Slacker. And here we are, despite all the people that wished we weren't. The numbers came in last week, breaking all the records. I know you're sitting back there listening to the show. I know that many, many, many of you love the show. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. But there were many of you also <laughs> who would love to see <laughs> this show not be around. We are the voice of your conscience. And uh, as many of you as would like for the show not to be around, I, I hate to disappoint you because the numbers came in for last week and we broke all the records, I believe, at the station, which is amazing. Over 70,000 people listened to the show last week. What? Huh? What? What? Seventy thousand people? How? How do we know? Come on, man. You know our industry has systems. They is is a hundreds of millions of dollar industry that they use for rating points to sell you advertisement. That's how we know. But we couldn't do it without you. If you were just tuning in, you are lucky. You are so lucky. You're one of those few people. They get to listen to one of the last places in which you can have an actual conversation with an actual real person. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm not a broadcaster. I guess I'm here broadcasting. That makes me one. But it's not something that I've been classically trained on. I have no idea. Uh, uh, and, that, and that is my dog, Marcus, just so you know. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, he, he likes to protect his owner, you know, Marcus Maximus Decimus Meridius. That, uh, come here, Marcus. You know, this is uh, it's one of the challenges of broadcasting from home. When you have a super powerful guard dog that uh, whenever he hears the slightest little sound in the hallway, <laughs> he likes to be part of the show. I love it. But anyways, here we are talking and... Um, like I was saying before, Marcus completely derailed my conversation. Uh, I'm not classically trained at this, so I don't, I don't really know how to, uh, you know, construct my sentences in a way that makes sense to you. I still have the ums and the likes and like <clears throat> and all those things that most broadcasters don't like to do or they shouldn't do, but that's okay. Because this show is from a regular person just like you trying to figure things out. 
This is the Greg Carrasco Show. We've been on air for 13 years. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and I desperately want to turn it into something else. Uh, and mostly because cars are super boring. Now, saying that, that is my area of expertise. So the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. And um, something that we have until the end of the month, and it's very important that you know this, uh, when you finance any one of our used vehicles on Infinity and Nissan, uh, whatever brand that is, and you have good credit, you qualify for up to six months of no payments. This is a special offer that I have for you at a time in which there are no offers. If you look at every single car manufacturer, they have no special interest rates. They have no inventory. They have no rebates. They have nothing. Why would a car manufacturer give you an offer on something that they don't have? And the inventory is running at an all-time low. So if you're looking at purchasing a vehicle and you don't want to make a payment for the next however many months, you need to come and see me at Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity. Finance one of our used vehicles and you don't have to make a payment for up to six months. So the lines are open. This show is for you. We will always take a car question first because this is supposed to be a car show. But we will talk about whatever is on your mind. The number to call is 289-275-9600. We are live. This is Saturday. It's 8.07 in the morning, March 19th. 289-275-9600 is the number to call. So the lines are open. If you are looking at buying a car, if you're trying to decide what to buy, let me help you make a decision. The only thing you need to have is a thick skin because I do not care about your feelings. This show is not about feelings. When you listen with your feelings, you hear whatever you want to hear. So do not. Do you have a trade-in and you don't know what it's worth? Call me. I'll help you out. You must have a thick skin. You know, I'm also going to throw out an offer out there into the world. If you have a lease and you're sick of it, bring it to me. I'll pay you to get out. What? Wait, what? Yes. So if you're driving around the city right now with a car that is, uh, is too big, too small, too expensive, if you're driving a, around in the city with a vehicle that it costs you $150, $200 to fill up, and you are sick of it, and you say, enough, basta, bring it to me, I will pay you to get out, if your leasing company allows you to, because this is becoming a big deal these days. Did you know that if you're driving a Ford, Mercedes, BMW, an Audi, and you want to trade in that vehicle at another brand, they won't let you? They will not let you sell that vehicle to another brand. So you are now a captive customer. You are a prisoner of their financial institution. So... When you are trading in a vehicle to another brand, you need to make sure that the selling brand is going to allow you to trade in and capitalize on the positive equity that you may have on that lease. That's a pretty scary proposition, folks. It seems like liberties are getting taken away from every aspect, even in the car business. What's happening to us? And we are just taking it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We need, to, we need to trust somehow, or we must trust the benevolence of the multinational corporations and the government that they have the best interest for the citizens at heart. 
What's wrong with you? Since when? We've never trusted corporations. And a lot of people confuse capitalism with lover loving corporations. And, and that's not the way it works. Capitalism is not pro-corporation. Capitalism is pro-business. <laughs> you know, your, your definitions need to be reassessed. So this is the time of the hour in which I send a couple of shout-outs. It appears that all the COVID variants, Delta, Omicron, and all the variants, really, they got together and said, you know, we're tired. We're not going to work anymore at, after the end of March. So we are going away. <laughs> People don't need masks at the end of the month. Just don't worry about it. And just like that, the pandemic has magically disappeared. Are we being played here, folks? Are we being played? No mask at the end of the month? What's the difference between today and the end of the month? After going to a lecture of uh, Stephen, no, what was his name? I forget his name. I forget. I remember the name of the lecture. The tyranny of the discontinuous mind. So what's the difference between being 17 years old with 364 days and the very next day when you become an adult? What's the difference? It's a line that we've drawn in the air, but doesn't mean anything. You're not any different the moment that you turn yourself into an adult. But what is happening with the virus? What is happening with the pandemic? What's the difference between today and the end of the month? Can somebody tell me this? Richard Dawkins, that's his name. There you go. You got to remember, this is live air. You have to remember a lot of things. This is three hours of stream of consciousness here, folks. This is not scripted. Richard Dawkins, the lecture was brilliant. He's a crusty old genius. Love him. I also want to send a shout out to uh, Pfizer for having one of the most successful marketing campaigns in the history of the world. They literally announced that the most amazing cure for a disease, the biggest disease we've ever seen in our lifetime anyways, that the vaccine doesn't work anymore, so you need to get another booster. So somehow the vaccines don't work after six months. So we now need a fourth booster. <laughs> You get five boosters and they give you a free pizza. Is that where it's going? Are we ever going to be fully vaccinated? At what point are we going to say, yeah, come on, man. You're messing with me. You're messing with my mind. <laughs> but somehow we don't use the very old principle of the omnibus dubitandum, which means question everything. And I didn't say that. It was Descartes that said that. I believe that so wholeheartedly that I have it tattooed on my neck. Nick can testify to that. Nick is my board operator and he's sitting across from me. The omnibus dubitandum. Look it up. Question everything. Question everyone. Make up your own mind. And once you do, there is an incredible amount of peace that, can, that comes through clarity. 
And of all the things that I seem to be seeking these days, peace is the most valuable one of them all, somehow. It's funny how priorities change at some point in our lives. You know, first we want to accomplish things, then we want to earn, then we want success, then we want family and kids and all these other things. And then when you get somewhere of any significance at all, and then you look back upon your life and you say, what is it that is important to me now? And it's not money, it's not houses, it's not career, it's not success. I find myself in a really interesting spot in my life. I want peace. What do you want? I don't know. Have you asked yourself? If you were happy two, three, four, five years from now, how would you know? If you were happy three years from now and life was absolutely perfect in your, you know, in your mind, how would you know? Have you set your own parameters? How will you measure your happiness? 289-275-9600. Folks, the lines are open. On the other side of the, of the break, we're going to talk about credit because this is something that is, uh, seems to be uh, becoming an issue out there in the world. And we are going to guide you through this. You are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show that we leave it open for just about anything. Money Mike is on the next hour, and he is going to talk to us about monetary wisdom. This guy is a genius. If your financial advisor has not changed your life, you are with the wrong financial advisor. Money Mike changed my life. I feel safe around him. It's like he's giving me a financial hug every time I see him. <laughs> I love Money Mike. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And don't forget that until the end of the month, if you have good credit, no pun intended with that one, you can qualify for up to no payments for six months when you finance any used vehicle from either one of our stores. And on top of that, if you're driving a leased vehicle that you don't want to keep anymore for whatever reason, bring it to me, we'll appraise it and we'll give you cash for it. And no, this is not like the Russell Oliver of cars. Stop it. Stop it. This is different. Just take a short break, Lex. We'll be right back. When I cross the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, guys. This is Roberto Alomar. And you are listening to the one and only The Greg Carrasco Show. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak of the pompous of love. There is a classic for you. I think a great amount of joy programming the songs that we play on the show every single Saturday morning. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show and quickly becoming one of the largest conservative voices. What? Did I just say that? Okay, I'll, I'll take it back. You know, that was a slip. 
That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, we're quickly becoming one of the largest shows in Ontario out of a beautiful independent radio station here in Mississauga. I love the station. And every time the owner of the station connects me to our call on Saturday mornings, she's always eating. I'm always hungry now. And now Lex is sipping back on a coffee that my coffee's running out. But guess what? I'm drinking something other than coffee. Salute, everybody. Whatever you choose to drink on Saturday mornings, this is a judgment-free zone. I will not judge you. I know that you're at home, maybe in the garage doing some work, maybe driving around the kids, maybe just trying to get away from your husband or your wife. So whatever you choose to drink, don't drink and drive, whatever, whatever you choose to drink. Salute. Hold on a second. Let me just have a sip. good i have a huge announcement to make folks it's a huge announcement and it's coming at around 10 a.m it involves jujitsu it involves a good friend of mine it involves me it involves our previous schools of jujitsu and how much you learn about people at the end of a relationship than at the beginning or during. Write that one down. You will learn more about your partner at the end of a relationship than at the beginning. It's a fact, folks. When people have nothing else to get from you, then you get to see the real people. You get to see the real colors. And sometimes you are amazed by this because you knew all along what was inside. And some people are simply amazing. So stay tuned. At 10 a.m., I'm going to tell you some pretty big news. It involve, involves Oakville. involves jujitsu. But this segment of the hour, we have it dedicated to the car business. And I want to talk to you about credit. Ask yourself the following question. Do you know what your credit is today? Do you know what your credit is today? If you don't know what your credit is today, you may be hurting yourself financially in ways that you couldn't possibly imagine. Because for a very brief period of time, I worked for a car manufacturer that will remain unnamed. So we are going to call them the Voldemort of the car manufacturers. You would walk into this store and they would pull your credit and they would never tell you the truth of what your credit was. That's why I didn't last there because I said, do you guys ever listen to my show, man? You know, I, I have so much to lose if we do something so unethical like this. So you could have a perfect credit and they'll, they'll tell you, no, you don't qualify for that interest rate. So inadvertently, they, you would go and sign in a contract paying 2 3% higher than you should have paid in the first place. And it was mostly to do with the fact that people didn't know what their credit was. There are two companies that will tell you what your credit is, Equifax and TransUnion. All the banks, all the financial institutions, and anybody, any lender will report your bill paying abilities to these bureaus. And the rank that you have within that bureau will allow you to borrow money against your future self. So what is credit? It's essentially a lending institution 
that has some cash that looks at you and say, hmm, you may be worth giving money if we can corroborate some information from you. So just like when you lend money to anybody, you want to know them. You want to know them intimately. Not like intimately, but I'm talking financially intimately. Although it feels like that sometimes when the bank is probing into your finances. But that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> so the bank is when I want to know your name, your address, your phone numbers, your employment history. They're going to see how much money you make. And they want to make sure that you can prove it. Anybody can say, I make X. But if you can't prove it, it doesn't mean anything. You only earn what you can prove. And this often happens with people that own companies or that work in the entertainment industry, whatever form that may be. <laughs> entertainment industry, restaurants. You know, when you your transactions is mostly cash and you don't pay taxes, you can't prove it. So you don't earn the money. So the bank wants to know if you have the ability to pay whatever you are choosing to borrow. Ability, income. Can you pay this back? Can you buy a Ferrari for half a million dollars when you make $50,000 a year? I don't know, probably not. Unless you live at home and you don't pay tax. That's a whole, no, let's not go down that road. So they will look, the first thing they'll look at is your ability to pay the loan. And that's your credit application. And after that, they go and determine your willingness to pay back. And that is what everybody else's opinion is about your ability to pay back your bills. So willingness and ability are the two things that financial institutions will look at. How do you get rated on this? Well, there is a point system. Just like with your driving record, and it's all about risk, if you have nine points against your driving record, the insurance company is going to literally just stick the giant hand in all your pockets in your bank account, or they may even say, you know, you're too much of a risk. Credit is not that different from it. So the credit score goes from 300 to 900. You need to know this, folks. Subscribe. Subscribe to TransUnion and Equifax. They'll only charge you. I think it's only $15 a month to monitor your credit. So if anybody is impersonating you, if anybody is going after your credit and your money, you will know. You will get an alert. And this is very, very important that you monitor this stuff. Because when you're applying for a car loan, when you're applying for a mortgage, when you're applying for anything, if you don't know where you stand in relation to the bureau, you may be paying a high interest, a higher interest than you're supposed to. Information is key on this one. So between 300 and 900 is the rating lending institutions will give you and your ability to pay your bills back. So how do you know that you have bad credit if you are not subscribed to Equifax or TransUnion? You know, it's usually pretty easy to tell. You know, if you start receiving subprime credit cards, you know, like 
Capital One credit cards and all those places that will charge you 20, 30% interest rate. If you start getting mails, emails, spam, the chances are that they know something that you don't because you have to remember this, folks. Information is power. And all your information about your entire life is being sold as we speak. If you don't believe me, look at Mark Zuckerberg's deposition on the Senate. <laughs> your information is being sold. There is nothing free when what you get is for free like social media, then you are the product. Don't forget this. There is no such a thing as a free lunch. No free health care. No, no such a thing. No free social media. Your information is being sold. So these people know that you have bad credit before you do. If you're receiving phone calls from debt collectors, when a creditor has turned a debt bad, like uncollectible, they sell that debt to credit collectors. And you know, many of you already know about this. I'm, perhaps I'm just uh, talking about the obvious, but it's important that we get reminded of this from time to time. So they sell your debt for pennies on the dollar to collect collection agencies that are so unbelievably annoying they will call you 20 times a day. They will harass you. They will kill your soul looking for their money. And because they buy it at two, three, five cents per dollar, if they get 10 cents per dollar, they just got a 100% return on their investment. So they will not leave you alone. If you've ever had a credit card canceled, it's another big sign that you have bad credit. If your credit if, if your interest rate that you're paying on a loan right now, on a car loan, let's say, is anything more than 7%, you are in special financing. You understand this? Somebody put you into subprime lending. Subprime lending is anything, any interest rate that is higher than a normal person with normal credit score will pay. If your credit application gets denied, just you get a straight up decline. We know that you haven't been paying your bills. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how upset you get. It doesn't matter how much you tell me that you're going to go back to Mercedes because they gave you credit. <laughs> the, the banks are the same, folks. We all borrow money from the same place. And when you get turned down at a car dealership, because of a car loan, and you say, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the, your competitor. The only thing you're doing for yourself, you're ruining your credit even further. You know, the credit bureau has something that they call the hawk alert. These are people that are constantly looking for somebody to give them money so they don't pay. So every time you hit your credit, your credit gets lower and lower and lower. If you have been asked for a cosigner, this can be for only two real reasons. You either don't have any credit, like your kids, for example, they may need some a cosign at the beginning. But if you're a full-grown adult <laughs> and you go and ask for a loan, and they say you need to ask for a cosigner, a cosigner is nothing more 
than somebody in your life that is willing to say, if my friends doesn't pay their bills, I will pay for them. That's what you say as a cosign. So that's why nobody should ever cosign for anybody other than their kids. I'm talking straight up family here. You know, between husband and wife, if you have been married for less than two years, don't cosign for your husband or wife. Don't. Don't do it. I think that when people date, instead of their sexual history, they should disclose a credit application and see what their credit rating is. That's more significant. Whoever your partners dated in the past is none of your business. They had a life before you. Deal with it. But their credit, their credit is your financial future if you choose to stay with these people. You should not be dating anybody that has credit below 700. <laughs> yes, I will discriminate against people with bad credit. Because good credit is difficult. You need to be on time all the time. You need to be reliable. You need to have the means. You need to have the willingness to step up and pay your bills. Are you reliable? You know, like the Lannister and you know, Game of Thrones, they always pay their debt. You need to be a Lannister. Not like the brother and sister. I'm not suggesting that. That's gross. <laughs> and those who know, know what I just said. I'm not going to explain it. It is, <laughs> it is public radio. And by the way, the phone lines are open. If you want to talk to me and you want to dis discuss this, 289-275-9600. So, never ever co-sign for anybody that is not blood related to you or that you haven't been involved in a relationship and that you know what the ultimate outcome is and what the repayment history is. Do not do that. And a lot of people are going to say, Greg, don't say that, man. You know, we need to get co-signers. I have sold cars to people who needed a co-signer and their co-signer needed a co-signer. It was co-signing Inception. When the co-signer needs a co-signer, this is this is a generational thing. <laughs> this is this is inbred. This is in the genes. It is your job <laughs> to teach your children how to manage your money, because the school system is certainly not. My buddy Luz Kisses always says the same thing. We are financially illiterate. They're teaching you about neoliberalism. They're teaching you about equity and diversity. <laughs> I laugh. But they don't teach you how to balance a book. They don't teach you how to balance your bank account. They don't teach you how to pay your bills back. Let's talk about priorities here, folks. Yes, we have rights, of course. But we also have responsibilities. And when it comes to our kids, 
they're your responsibility to make sure that they're not DBs, that they're not Richard Noggins. <laughs> make sure that your children are not Richard Noggins. That's your job. And credit is a big deal. You know the number of people that feel that credit is an entitlement. I have the right to get approved. No, you don't. You are entitled to nothing. Let me repeat this. You, me, anyone, you are entitled to nothing other than the results of your hard work. And that involves credit. You know, if you have a perfect credit score, the bank will just throw you money, even when you don't even ask it. They'll come up to you and say, hey, please take our money. I know, we know you pay back. We'll give you everything. You take it. When you don't pay your bills, they will look at you and say, okay, how much money can we make out of this person? And credit cards are phenomenal. You use them. You should have them. Everybody should have a credit card. Pay it off. Because when you don't, 21% interest rate. What? 21% interest rate. And it's amazing how many people cannot budget until they reach the limit of their credit cards. And all of a sudden, they can budget now. And that's what the credit card wants you to do. They want you to rack up your credit card and then be able to pay the minimum payment. And you know what the minimum payment is? 21% interest rate. That's what you're paying. Thank you very much. You are making my investments be worth a lot of money right now. And Money Mike will tell you this on the other side of the hour. How do you build good credit? Well, we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Folks, remember this. Credit is not a right. You don't have the right to have credit. You don't have the right to borrow money. You don't have the right to have a banking institution or to question why somebody is not willing to give you money. That is something that you earn. You have to earn the trust of a financial institution to say, you know what? You've done a good job. That's why you start small. You know, get, you get a $500 credit card. So if they get in trouble, it's only 500 bucks. But those are habits. Those are habits that you built over decades. The bank doesn't need to give you excuses, doesn't need to give you explanations. And you have no right to be upset when you get turned down. Like me? Can't you see all the money I have? Can you see that I drive a BMW? Can you see that? Oh my God, how can you say that to me? I'm loaded. No, 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 no. There were many NBA players and NHL players that couldn't get a credit card to fill up their gas because they're terrible with their money. Your ability to earn money doesn't mean or is correlation is not causation. Just because you can make money, it doesn't mean that you can pay your bills. They're completely different things. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We have a phone call coming through. Folks, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show that is mostly about common sense. 289-275-9600. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if you have good credit, you will qualify for no payments for up to six months when you finance any one of our used vehicles. Let's take a short break, Lex. We'll be right back. I 
What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Legends, we have a phone call. Uh, we didn't get uh, this person's name. Who do we have on the line here? Uh, he wants to talk about, or she wants to talk about, cars after 2025. Welcome to the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Uh, good morning, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. My name's Sean. Hey, Sean. How are you? Um, so I'm going to quote hothardware.com really quick. By 2026, vehicles sold in the U.S. will be required to automatically and silently record various metrics of driver performance and then make a decision Absent of any human oversight, whether the owner will be allowed to use the vehicle. Even worse, the venture goes on. Hey, to hold on a second, Sean. Sean, 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 you're reading from somewhere. What is, what is your question? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What is your question? Uh, so this is the end of it. It's really quick. I'm almost done. Even worse, the venture goes on to require that the system will be open to remote access and authorized by third parties at any time. So you and I both know yeah, the infrastructure bill that I just read from. Um, you and I both know that the U.S. and Canadian markets are very closely connected. So if the U.S. is going to do it, we're going to do it as well. What I want to know is, you as a guy who's you know a master of the automotive industry, what are your thoughts on this? Because this is coming to Canadian automotive manufacturers as well, definitely. It's already happening, man. Most cars today come with onboard computers that uh, are recording if you do anything that is not kosher. For example, the Nissan GTR has an onboard computer system that will tell the dealer whether you have been uh, launching the vehicle more than you should, whether the speeds that you've used in the previous hour. I don't know how long. It's like a black box. So it tells you whether you have been beating the car up. It will tell you what the reactions of your yaw sensors are, whether you're accelerating and deceleration metrics are so when you bring the vehicle in we have a pretty good idea what you've done with it so we Uh know what Uh you did last summer Um, i'm not surprised you you have to remember this sean we we are being monitors monitor in ways that we have never seen before and whether you delete your browser history or not (laughs) big brother knows everything so if you want to run for politics right. make sure that your browser history is clean which nobody's <laughs> nobody's is and when it comes to cars a lot of information is being passed down in relation to the the maintenance needs of the consumer and also you have to you know think of think about this for a second the um uh, when it comes to a warranty you know uh, a 75 year old somebody that likes to um, go to florida and the winter time and then comes back and they drive at 60 kilometers an hour on the QEW on Sundays, you know, slowing traffic yeah. down. Uh, they're going to put a lot less wear on a vehicle than a 22 year old male driving a WRX with a giant shopping car wing in the back. You understand what I'm saying? And those two people uh, will, no, I, I will, will put the, um, the warranty stress 
on those cars completely different, but they both qualify for the exact same warranty. So car manufacturers are not stupid. Go ahead. I guess what I want to know is, do you agree with the kill switch idea of like a government being able to tell people, okay, your vehicle is going to be turned off because you didn't like your driving habits? Do you agree with that? Absolutely not. I don't even think that we should be forcing people to wear a seatbelt. <laughs> so, you know, I am all for deregulation. I think that at some point we need to right. trust our society that we're all grown-ups. You're not going to know what's best right. for me. I'm sorry. I, I, I know what is best for me and what is best for me may not be what right. is best for you. I, imagine driving a right. vehicle that the government has the power to shut down on you. What's the point? What? Why are you driving? You're not driving. The government is driving everything. But unfortunately, we as Canadians, you know, we just roll over and let's no problem. The government has got our best interests at heart. Did I? That just sound like the Joker there for a second. You know, I gotta work on that impersonation. Okay. I suck at doing impersonations. But you know, your concern is mine. <laughs> I think that we need to be very, very careful with how much. You know, I was talking to the owner of this station before we went on air this morning as to the uh, you know yeah. this is this is canadian stuff this is english stuff so please forgive me if i don't say it properly but uh, how to boil a frog you see if you if you put right, the water right, exactly yeah if you put the water and it's boiling and you toss the frog and the the, the, fr- the frog will flail and jump out and, and you would not be able to hold it inside the boiling water but if you put right. some lukewarm water Slowly. in the pot Right. Put the frog inside, right. the frog is nice and comfortable, and you slowly turn up the heat. And by the time you realize you're already cooked, you're already boiled. And this is exactly what is happening to Canadians right now. It's slowly but I think, surely. I think the Freedom Convoy showed that we're boiling now, huh? They shut down people's bank accounts. Well, listen, I, there, was a, there was a lot of things that went wrong with that. I mean, actually, no, 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 no. There's a lot of things that went right with the convoy, but there was a lot of things that were exposed by our government. And, you know, for, for me to watch uh, Comrade Trudeau doing those speeches at NATO or whatever he was <laughs> saying that uh, there is a slippage of democracies towards authoritarianism is like, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, there's a slippage. You know, his he's got famous words like moist and slippage and all those other things. But Sean, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. Have a great day. Thanks, brother. Bless you. The, uh, <laughs> you too, man. The phone lines are open 289 275 9600. Now, before we sign off at the end of the hour, um, very quickly here, how to build good credit. Number one, get a credit card, a small credit card. Number two, pay it off. Don't keep a balance on your credit card. That's a bad idea, folks. If you carry a, a, a balance on your credit card, there's only for two reasons. You're either unemployed or you're irresponsible. Which one is it? Do not. Pay it off. Don't be irresponsible. You're killing your credit. Number three, use less than the total amount available to you. If you have $500 available, use $300, pay it off. If you have $500 available, use $100, pay it off. If you have $100,000 available, Use what you need, pay it off. Do not use money that you couldn't pay off unless you're buying something that you can never afford paying cash, like a house or a car. I'm I'm talking about the general population here. Number four, pay your bills. If you do not pay your bills, you cannot demand anybody lending you money. End of story. End of story. When a bank asks you for a cosigner, You need to put your head down and say, you know, I've done things wrong and some things need to change around here. Some things need to change around here. 
And if for whatever reason, something happens in your life, you accidentally bought yourself a Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> it's an accident. Oops. This just appeared on my credit card statement. $5,000. And I work at Tim Hortons. Damn. It was an accident. I didn't mean to. I was sleep buying. You know, I sleep eat. So I'm not responsible for what I eat when I sleep. Food, that is. If you accidentally bought yourself a Louis Vuitton bag and you cannot pay it off at the end of the month because you shouldn't have bought it in the first place, at least make your minimum payment. That is going to keep you in good standings, and that's going to save you a lot of headaches. But folks, listen to me. Luxuries are being... What's the word that I'm looking for? They're being trivialized. Seems like everybody now is walking around with a Louis Vuitton bag. Everybody's walking around with a Rolex. Everybody's walking around with a Benz. If you cannot afford to pay cash for the luxury that you own right now, you are reaching, my friend. You are reaching. If your house is not paid off, you should not be wearing a Rolex. End of story. If your house is not paid off, you should not be driving a luxury car. End of story. If you're not, if your house is not paid off, you should not be walking around with a Louis Vuitton bag. End of story. If you are doing that, you're missing the point. You have been victimized by the system. And the system likes you a lot. Because in the process of supporting that debt, guess what? The system goes round and round and round and round. You are part of the matrix, my friend. So let me repeat this. If a luxury is what you are buying and you don't have the cash to buy it, you are missing the point of life. Your priorities are messed up. If you're living in your parents' basement and you're walking around with a Rolex, I laugh. I laugh at your parents because they clearly didn't give you the financial structure for you to make good and sound financial decisions. And if you go by their model YOLO, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. But believe me, I made those mistakes when I was in my 20s and I regret it. I never had anybody to tell me no. I wish I did. Experience is very expensive. But what you're hearing from me right now is not experience. What you're hearing from me right now is wisdom. Wisdom is free and nobody takes it. Folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. The phone lines are open, 289-275-9600. If you have something on your mind, call me. The Money Wizard. The Money Sage. My money, Yoda, is coming on the other side of the hour. This is the guy that changed my life. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if your financial advisor has not completely revolutionized and changed your life for the better, you are with the wrong financial advisor. And this is the reason why Money Mike is here. When I gave him the reins of my financial future, when I gave him the reins of my retirement, my whole life changed. And a lot of the things that I can do today is because this man is in my life. 
I have a man crush on him. Money Mike is on the other side of the hour. Folks, let's take a short break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople and you owe it to yourself before you make any car buying decision to come and see me so I can steer you in the right direction. You may not like what I have to say, but it will help you. Lex, let's take a very short break and we'll be right back. She stood in the doorway I heard the mission bell And I was thinking to myself This could be heaven and this could be hell Then she lit up a Hey, what's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasso! Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station, there's no more waiting, the show is beginning, it's too late to escape, let's go, here's your host, Greg Carrasco. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every time. Who know, know, walking down the walkway here, the catwalk, taking the center stage, is my very good friend, Money Mike. Money Mike, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. Doing well. And you know, I'm six days into my uh, vacation, so I'm I'm relaxed. Doing well. you, you sound super chill, man. In fact, you have a wonderful radio voice. You almost sound as good as my, uh, you know, call screener here, Nick. Nick has got, oh. he puts me to shame. He makes me feel uncomfortable every time he opens <laughs> his mouth. <laughs> but uh, how was, uh, how was your week? It's been really, really good. Eh? We're, um, we didn't, we didn't go anywhere per se. We just had the week filled with not only things that needed to get done, but things that we wanted, wanted to do that, uh, you know, we never seem to find the time when we're working and keeping the kids uh, active in the things that they do. So this has been a really good week, seeing a few friends, going out for some meals, seeing some movies, getting some things done around the house. It's, uh, it's nice. It's, uh, I could get used to this someday. Well, someday. You know, not doing anything is doing something. And uh, it's, uh, it's very important for, especially for the, uh, for the producers. We often overlook um, our need to unplug. 
And uh, it feels unnatural sometimes, but give it a couple of days and it's like, wow, this is what life actually feels like. You know, yeah. we run every day on adrenaline doing a million things and talking to people and you know, reading emails from haters that are loyal <laughs> to the show. I love it. I love it. I love it. It cracks me up every morning how crazy people are sometimes. But, you know, I hate I you am... so much, Mr. Carrasco. I'm going to listen every Saturday morning just so For I can hate three you three straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I will never forget the... Uh, that Howard Stern movie, when they talk about the the average Howard Stern a radio show listener was like, I don't know, they would listen for 15 or 16 minutes. And the average average uh, Howard Stern show hater, they would listen for two hours. It's like, oh, all right, listen, we, we are confusing love with hate here. And somebody said that love and hate are the exact same thing uh, from a different side. Uh, you need to have strong feelings towards something for you to be that committed to your hate. Here, here. You know? Hate is when uh, you don't like somebody, but you drink your own poison. It's crazy. You know, I have a couple of questions for you. And, and, and okay. folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, although we are Canada's largest automotive radio show. We, uh, we talk about all sorts of different things. And uh, I'm very lucky to have my personal financial advisor here on air, uh, the, the guy that changed my life. If you have a question for him in relation to your investments, to your finances, um, call us, 289-275-9600. We are live. And uh, if you want to talk to Money Mike, after the show, you can send them an email at moneymike.ca, uh, or you can call him at 905-320-6762, which is his phone number, his cell phone number. He's crazy like I am. Um, question for you. Do you think that um, people put enough emphasis on knowing about their credit? Because I know that you are super exposed to this on, on your side of things. So two-part question. Do you think that our system is uh, adequate and enough to teach our youth how to manage their credit or their finances? And number two, do you think that adults put enough emphasis or importance in the um, in their credit? What are your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, it has an effect on your life. And, and you know, from my side of the of the industry, I'm not exposed to it as much as you would think, except mm -hmm. in ways of clients needing mortgages, um, doing doing loans, investment loans, that sort of thing. It, it does come into play. The vast majority of things that I deal from the financial planning, the investment, the insurance side, credit has no impact. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're not paying attention to your your credit rating, to your money habits, the financial world will, and it will affect you in ways like borrowing. It doesn't, you know, someone who could go out there today and get a, a 2.5% fixed rate mortgage, and they say, mm, your credit rating isn't quite as good, maybe you're going to pay know 2.8 2.9 you might think oh that's that's a small difference but depending on mm -hmm. how much money you owe we can add up to a lot of money over time we can we can yeah. yeah we see it in the car industry i mean uh traditionally people would qualify at once when the industry was normal uh they would qualify for whatever solventa rate uh each manufacturer could have and often that was zero percent we've discussed this before but uh, if somebody came in with bruce credit and and folks you know if you have credit that is not spotless uh, we have resources, we have systems to help you rebuild that credit. So don't shy away from buying a vehicle. If you have terrible credit, we can help you with that. Uh, you know, we at Oakville, we have a, a team dedicated to this, but you, it's not unusual to see somebody coming in paying 13% interest rate on a car loan. Imagine paying 13% interest rate on a car loan. Yeah, and insane. They um, the highest one that I saw 
was at the industry, at, at the car manufacturer that must not be named, the Voldemort mm. of the car manufacturers, uh, I saw somebody paying 29% interest rate on their, uh, on their van. 29% interest rate. Uh, they owed close to $80,000 on a $25,000 van. So these a folks 29% were 29% interest rate. Yes. So they were able to bury um, 200% negative equity into this thing because the people had the ability to make the minimum payments. So they were walking around with an $80,000 van um, at a 29% interest rate. It's insane. I don't, I don't know how uh, lending institutions allow themselves to do that. But, uh, you know, I, I guess that you agree with me on that one. Um, we, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of things here that we need to discuss. And uh, the first one that you mentioned to me yesterday was uh, the three biggest mistakes that investors make in, in volatile markets. And I think that volatile doesn't even begin to describe what is happening right now out there. I mean, the, we are so bombarded by news that nobody knows what is up and what is down, what is in and what is out. Uh, we don't know what the truth is anymore. And that creates a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty creates stress. And stress people make bad decisions. Mm. So, um, you know, as the, uh, the financial advisor of the show and my personal one here, you know, what are some of the, the three biggest mistakes that people make in volatile markets when it comes to their investments? Uh, obviously a very uh, on-point topic for us to discuss right now because there's there's a lot of volatility in the markets because of what's going on in Ukraine because of the hyperinflation we're seeing in the economy and the threat of rising interest rates um you know all of these things are creating some some volatility in the markets and for a lot of investors they haven't really experienced a, a negative market well i shouldn't say that because obviously 2020 when the the pandemic hit the markets went squirrely for uh, for about 6 months um, but outside that, it had been a, a solid decade since there was a, a serious market decline. So there's a lot of investors out there that hadn't really experienced it. And, and we're starting to see some of that so far this year. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that's sort of a human reaction when the markets go down and, and things are uncertain is people get the idea that they need to take action. And one of the actions they can take is to sell to cash. Mm-hmm. Markets are, are going down. They're going to keep going down because I can, I can watch the news. I can see all the negative stuff out there. There are tanks in Ukraine. There are trucks in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my grocery bill is up 20% over where it was in December. I know that you're using allegory to the emphasis of a point. Yes. But the correlation you know, between the, the trucks in Ottawa and the tanks in Ukraine uh, is, you know, is, is, a, is an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to, to the two extremes. Yes. So, you know, but, but people see this stuff and they feel uncertain. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that they like to do is to sell to cash. They say, I got to get out of these investments. They're just going to keep going down because I can watch the news and understand how it's going to impact my investments. And you can't. You just can't. The only way anyone is able to understand what has gone on in the markets to put it into context and and say, I see why it did what it did is six months after it happened. Mm-hmm. And so selling to cash has only ever caused harm in the long run. There, there are instances, there are times when some people have done it 
and they've done it successfully once. The problem with selling to cash is you got to be right twice. You've got to yeah. be right that the markets are going to keep going down, so you get out. <clears throat> and then you've got to be right the second time to know Before when, they start going up. Yeah. when to get back in, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there's a, a, a thought processor of creating a statistic that keeps updated all the time. Companies will run these numbers to tell people the effect of missing just some of the best days in the markets. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, the S&P 500, the, the big stock market in the U.S. over the last 20 years has averaged nine and a half percent. Do you know what your your 20 year average return would have been if you missed the 10 best days out of those last 20 years? You know, based on my knowledge with you, I would say that half of that. Pretty close. You drop your nine and a half down to five point three. Uh-huh. If you missed the 20 best days, it would go from five point three down to two point six percent. So you only have to miss the 20 best days out of 20 years, and you've almost chopped your your return by like 75%. 75%. That's insane. And and so, again, I look at these things and I say 9.5% over 20 years, and just think about all the things that have happened in the last 20 years. The tech sector meltdown, the 9-11. Yeah. Okay, get just outside 20 years. Um but the the corporate uh, embezzlement and fraud that happened two thousand eight ty- well oh, not even yeah. not even two thousand eight but in the again in the early two thousands with Tyco Enron and WorldCom yeah, that yeah. all went under the the financial crisis of two thousand eight where the world fell apart and housing became unstable the European debt crisis in twenty eleven the U S fiscal cliff issue that hit the same summer um, and then obviously things like the pandemic and and now a, a war in Ukraine. Um, all of these things happening, you average nine and a half percent return. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was stay in it. So selling to cash, I, I I can tell you two quick stories. And that in February of 2009, I had two clients call me up, convinced they had to go to cash. This is, of course, four months after the financial crisis had hit. Markets were extremely low, you know, 45% market decline. They don't like what's going on. They don't feel comfortable. You know, the word, remember, feel, yep. right? Yep. Making decisions based on feelings. They don't feel comfortable. They have to go to cash. Two of them within a week of each other did not know each other, didn't know they were both my clients, both sold the cash in February of 2009. Market bottom was March 9th of 2009. So they got out just before the bottom. Yep. From March 9th to June 1st, the markets went up 33%. 33% increase. Those two clients both called me within a week of each other yep. to get back into the markets. And that was in February of 2011. Took them two years. Wow. Two years to feel comfortable. What do you think happened from that market bottom till February 2011? They missed all the game. 50, Everything 60% they... increase. Yeah. Yep. They missed and there's nothing you it. can do about it. I mean, ultimately, people are, you know, they, they have the ultimate say on what happens to their monies. Yeah. But um, Sun Tzu in The Art of War said, if you see your enemy making a mistake, let them. But your clients are not your enemies. Not my enemies. Mine. How do you prevent your friends from making a mistake that is so obvious to you? Well, and, and what I learned was the, the opposite, because I had a lot of conversations back in 2009 with people who were worried about it, and the ones who listened were, are still my clients today, and they were happy they listened. 
those two clients who called back in February, 2011, they're no longer clients because mm. they called me back and said, okay, I feel comfortable now. And I said, how do I get you back invested? How do, how do we approach this? Now, interestingly enough, I, I did not retain them. I, I said, I'm sorry, I have to let you go because you're not following my advice. And if I get you back invested now, yeah. the next, and you've already solidified all of the damage. I get you back into the markets, go down again. Now we'll I've hurt you twice. Yeah. I've hurt you twice. And I can't be responsible for that. You're making your own decisions. You're not following my advice. You don't need me. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they did after they left, but of course, the next market decline was the summer of 2011. So they, they waited out all of the rebound and then talked about getting back invested right before the market dropped 20%. So, <laughs> you know, talk, that, about, talk about being right twice. Being, being right twice. <laughs> exactly. But, but sadly, I did have one other person in the, uh, in the pandemic who sold the cash and is in cash still today, um, wherever it is that they are. And they're not with me anymore for the same thing. I don't, I don't feel good. I don't like what's going on. It doesn't make sense. I need to get out. And, but you know, maybe this is a silly question. Uh, so you, you sell to cash because the markets are going down yeah. and then you sit on cash that is being lost away with inflation. Yeah. So it's a, it's a double whammy in this, isn't it? Yep, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Now, the inflation, you know, right or wrong, you can't really predict that that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but their thought entirely is, I'm going to sit on the sideline. I'm going to let this market decline, go past me like the crosstown bus, because mm-hmm. it's on a schedule. I'm just going to be able to step back from the curb, watch it go by, and then I'll step back in again. And that's a scary be, situation. You know, I, I deal with the same thing at the store, Mike, in a way that I can't really explain to people. We we see people buying too much car. It's one of the mm-hmm. biggest problems that we have. People yeah. buying more than they need. And you tell them, do you need this? No, but I want it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You're making a financial decision here with your feelings, with your with your desires, and uh, I can't mm-hmm. help you on that one. That is, it's not a, it's, 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 it's not an objective decision that is being made. But this is a fascinating conversation on this, mm-hmm. folks. Right now, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show, and I have my personal financial advisor here, who happened to have changed my life since he took the reins of my retirement, and uh, I can proudly say that he's also my friend. And like I said at the beginning of the show. If your financial advisor has not completely changed your life, it maybe it's time for you to change. The phone lines are open, so you can call me. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. But if you want to listen to the show and you don't want to listen to commercials and you don't want any interruptions and you want to listen to a specific segment of the show, you can always download the podcast. So subscribe to the Greg Carrasco Show podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or if you, wanted to listen, if you want to listen to the show live and you are outside of our reach area, you can always go to saga960am.ca, saga960am.ca, and you can listen to us live from your computer, from your smartphone, you name it. If you have access to Wi-Fi, if you have access to the internet, you can listen to the show on your own time. Also, the show is reruns on Sundays from 8 to 11 a.m. every single Saturday. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And with me in the studio right now is Money Mike. You can reach him at moneymike.ca or you can call him at 905-320-6762 after the break. Lex, 
Let's go for a short break and we'll be right back. Heard you got that sticky. Let's go and take nine shots. We'll just call it 50. And I gonna lick it, lick it, lick it till I hickey. Had, had, had that river running. Keep you gunning till you empty. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, oh, you look so sweet. What you working at? Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here. And you're listening to The Great Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer. And you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Belfer, the Fina. Ready to strike. Let's go. changed my life when he came to my retirement. You can reach him on moneymike.ca or you can call him after the show at 905-320-6762. Um, the phone lines are open. You can call us. If you know, Don't be shy. It, it's, it's okay to say, I don't know and I need help. If your parents are sitting on a pile of cash because they don't know what to do with their they're afraid of the market, they're afraid of Russia, they're afraid of the pandemic, they're afraid of everything. Uh, you know, This may be the best phone call that you make for yourself. Often, um, parents use a different set of guidelines, different metrics for them to understand what's happening in the marketplace. And uh, this could be the best thing that you do for them. The number to call is 289-275-9600. Uh, before the, the break, Mike, we were talking about the, the three biggest mistakes that people make on volatile markets. And I want to finish that up because there was a couple of really interesting things that, I, that, you, that you brought to the show this morning. So uh, what are the other the second point is not putting extra cash to work. And you you and I kind of spoke yep. about that. Leaving money is sitting in cash, and right now it's being decimated by inflation uh, as much as uh, missing out on opportunity to take advantage of markets when they're down. And and that's a conversation that I have to spend a lot of time training people to, to think behaviorally when you're an investor, when you're mm-hmm. investing your money and you're sitting on cash, when do you want to invest it? So, you know, I've, I've asked this question of many clients over the years. Not a single person has ever been able to give the answer. But every time they talk about either getting out of investments or sitting on cash because they don't want to invest it when the markets are volatile, I'll ask them this question. I'll ask it of you. Not to put you on the spot, but it's uh, apparently a tough question to answer. Do you know what it is that determines the amount of money you make in investments? Um, time. How long you keep it there? Nope. What is it? It's the number of shares you own. If you listen to any of the the channels, uh, the news that talks about the stock market, what do they talk about? 
how much a stock has changed in its price per share. Oh, this stock declared a dividend. It's a, a certain dollar amount per share. Everything is about per share. Mm-hmm. So the thing that determines the amount of money that you make in investments is the number of shares you own. So let me ask you, Greg, in the future, you want more money or less? <laughs> Well, that depends if I get married again. <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> I can't control if you can keep it. I can only control if you can earn it. Of course. So, I don't know anybody that wants less money. Right? Do you want more money? Then if you want more money in the future, what's the only way to have more money? Buy more shares. If you're going to buy more shares, would you rather do it when the stock market's up or the stock market's down? You know, and that's one of the most insightful things that you've ever said, but it's so obvious that people overlook it. Of course, I want to buy when the prices are low. Yeah. And now is the time. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it Sherlock Holmes who said there's nothing more deceptive than an obvious clue? Uh, that, you know, this is how we act in our day-to-day life, but this is not how people respond to the investing world. And so people sitting on cash, not putting it to use. Yes, I know the markets are down. You know, the, the U.S. hit about 10, 11 percent in its decline uh, earlier on in, in 2022. And I look at that and say, you just got a, a 10 percent discount on investing your money. Do you want to invest some? Mm-hmm. And someone will say, yeah, but it could go, go lower. So, OK, so let's put some of your money that you're sitting on to work. And if it gets lower, if the sale gets bigger, I mean, you're not buying more. You're not buying T-shirts and saying, but I have enough T-shirts. Why would I buy, buy more and, and have them collect dust? These are not T-shirts. This is not food that will spoil. This is, I need more of this. And it just went on 15% on sale. I'm going to get more. And if a month later, it's 20% on sale, guess what you should do? Buy more. More. Put your cash why, to work. So why do people get so panicked when the market drops by 30, 40% if they're not cashing out? On the contrary, just like you said, think of it as a sale of stock. Yeah. All the stocks are on sale, 45% for a limited time offer. You can buy as many as you want. Yeah. You can get them now. Do you need stocks? Yes. Do you need shares? Yes. They're on sale. Get them. Why is it that... You know, it, it seems like everything that's right in the market is like boxing. I was watching the uh, the movie The Million Dollar Baby, mm. and Clean Eastwood is telling his protege there that uh, whenever you yeah. go to to the right, you push with the left, and vice versa. It seems like it's counterintuitive to what people do without the advice of a financial advisor. How do you fix that? Because you know, the, we we spend years now talking to people on the show about this, and it's like. People just don't want to know. It's like, ah, it's too much money. It's too complicated. I don't want to know. Yeah. And yeah. how do you fix that? Well, I, it had the start of that began with me, actually, because I had to realize that there's a, a, a large number of people out there that aren't investors. They're savers. Mm-hmm. And I've got to try to turn them into investors. And so to to some extent, they have to rely on me because this is not how they think. They think in, in saving terms. I save up $10,000. I put $10,000 in my bank account. Next month, I'll still have $10,000. And if I put it in something like a GIC or a Canada savings bond or a high interest savings account next year, I'll have $10,000 plus whatever interest they offered, as, mm-hmm. as paltry as it is. And so from an investor perspective... They have to, you have to stop thinking about the effect the markets just had on the money that's already invested and start thinking about the opportunity that is to invest more. 
And even for my senior clients, and you know, there are people who are retired and they're like, I'm not investing more. I can't afford to take 30% hits in my portfolio. And, and I have to remind them, yes, you can, because we've built a financial plan for you. We've stress tested your situation to know you can absorb that hit, but we have your money designed in such a way that you won't feel the hit. Because we're taking your income every month from the fixed income portion of your portfolio that isn't affected by the stock market decline. Your equities that were affected, you're not going to touch those while the markets are down. You have time to let them come back. And guess what? In the entire history, well, I'll, I'll speak to the history of me being invested and the history of recorded uh, statistics on the stock market. It always comes back. So if we... <laughs> If we have the ability to predict the future, because in the absence of a crystal ball, all we yeah. have is previous behavior, previous yeah. experience. If we have the ability to almost predict the future, yeah. uh, you know, this is ingrained into our psyche. You know, people just don't want to listen. I mean, if you're losing money in the stock market right now, it's, it's by choice. It's, it's not by accident. Right. Uh, and do you think that, you know, my investment approach with you, which is to give you money and just let you do your thing, is the right thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult that is. (laughs) You know what? It it actually costs less work to invest it and and go away than it is to invest it and try to micromanage it. It's 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 easier on you. You know, in in the in the last nearly hundred years, from from nineteen twenty six to twenty twenty, after a a five year period after a correction. Um, the average annual return, let's say after the markets went down 10%, was 9.5% per year over the next five years. Uh-huh. After a bear market of a 20% decline, the average return over f- the next five years was 9.7%. And after a 30% decline, 7.2%. So for everyone who's hunting around to try to get their 1.6% GIC into a 1.7% GIC, which of those numbers sound bad to you? 7.2, 9.7, or 9.5. I'd say they all sound pretty good. Invest safety, when the market's down. Safety is responsible for many, many people's doom when it comes to their money. Uh, people confuse safety with reliability. And I can tell you this, uh, you know, from an opportunity from an opportunity cost, what we leave on the table is, is just incredible. You know, and, and I, I speak I speak about this from personal experience. Uh, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you you're distracted, man. You you your your attention is somewhere else. Sure. And um, at some point in your 30s, and I think that it happens to at least I'm speaking just for men because I don't I don't know what goes on with women that way. I clearly don't know anything about women. But um, um, at some point in your 30s, you go to the doctor and you get a scare. You know, the doctor says something that. Maybe something, but it's not. Yeah. Or you feel something that you think, oh, what's going on here? Like, I'm, I'm not invincible? What's happening? Am I, am I ready? You know, that's exactly what happened to me. And uh, at some point, you become hyper aware that you are mortal, that you are going to get old, and eventually you won't be able to work. And uh, what the decisions that you make right now are the decisions that will look after the old version of you when you are unable to look out for yourself. We wait too late. We wait too long. Yep. Would you agree that that's one of the biggest problems that we have? Well, I I think what you're, what you're equating to there and and I can resonate with that thought process. 
People are looking for safety, but what they really are getting is certainty. Um, to me, safety in, in investing in things like GICs is like being in a car speeding toward a brick wall and the brakes are out. And you respond to that by putting on your seatbelt. You've just created no safety, although you may feel safe having a seatbelt on. You've created mm -hmm. certainty that you're not going to be able to bail out of that car before it hits the wall. That's intense, man. That's intense. Yeah. And it bothers me a great deal because over the years, I have known so many seniors, so many people in the 40s and 50s that the only thing that they, 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 they claim to fame is just safety on a safe investment. But they are creating nothing more than the certainty that they're not going to succeed in their plan. And that's because they're, they're taking uh, mentors, they're taking experts out of the equation. That's the reason why people like you exist in the first place. Yep. But, uh, you know, be before we go, because you know, this hour has just flown by all of a sudden. I don't know why. I mean, the convers I, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I, I think that I want to skip point number two for now. We can okay. use it for the next time you come down. Sure. Um, and I, I, unless you feel that it's crucial to the, to the point of the show. If we have but, time, we'll get back to it. That's fine. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, I, I want to take a, a, a short break right now, folks, because on the other side of, uh, of the break, Mike is going to talk to you about the, the dangers of using your home as an ATM machine at a time in which property values are going through the roof. People are spending the equity of their houses at record rates. And that will come back to bite you somehow. And I want to know what Mike's perspective is on this. Folks, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And with me right now is my personal financial advisor. Uh, his name is Money Mike. You can reach him at moneymike.ca or you can call him after the show at 905-320-6762. The, the lines on the show are open, so don't be shy. 289-275-9600. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. Lex, let's go for a short break. We'll be right back. Darcy Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! If you're just tuning in, you're one of the lucky ones. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here with Canada's largest 
not so much automotive radio show. And uh, uh, with me is my personal financial advisor, Money Mike. He's been with the show for years now. And uh, you can reach Money Mike at moneymike.ca or you can call him at 905-320-6762 after the show. If you have any questions, call us now. The lines are open, 289-275-9600. I, I do realize that talking about money and investments is a sensitive, sensitive topic. Uh, some may say the second most sensitive topic that you can ever have a conversation about, especially on air and in the public. But um, it is important that we get educated. Uh, that is the whole point of the show, to make people think. Now, before the uh, break, Mike, I, was, uh, I, I brought up a point. It's one of your points here, but I, I find great interest in talking about this because house prices are going through the roof right now. So is inflation, but house prices are going through the roof. And people are finding themselves with a tremendous amount of equity that is accessible to them. You know that whole thing that you're richer than you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe you are not as rich as you think should be the, uh, the actual uh, model here. But uh, how do you see this impact in uh, people's finances? I mean, you know, do, are you seeing this happening right now? It, it's become a problem. It, it's been a problem uh, for more than a decade of Canadians taking on too much debt. And we are, I, I believe in the top 10 most indebted nations in the world per, per capita. Um, and, and so it's a big issue and the, the cheap interest rates that we've been experiencing for the, the vast majority of this time has made it easy to mm -hmm. borrow against our houses, to, to renovate, to buy cars, to go on trips. Um, and, and so now as much as, financial advisors can caution people and say, yeah, but what happens if interest rates go up? We went through 15 years where they didn't. Interest rates were really low for a long, for, for a historically long period. And people just were programmed to think this, this will never change. And, and of course now it's starting to change Now, just literally just starting, you know, we had interest rates go up a week and a half ago mm -hmm. um, for the first time in a, in a long time. But the government has called for increases by the end of 2023 by as much as 1.75% over what the prime was before that first increase uh, week before last. And so think, think of it in this way. The average, statistically speaking, mm -hmm. and, and I know the vast majority of my clients aren't affected by this. Most of my clients don't have a lot of debt. Most of my clients don't carry mortgages. Um, but the average mortgage in Canada right now is reported to be approximately $371,000. Mm -hmm. And that payment, if you're in a variable rate mortgage, is, is about it's less than $1,500 a month. But if we see that 1.75% increase to interest rates by the end of next year, that's going to cost the, that average mortgage holder another $322 a month to carry their mortgage. Now that may not sound like a lot of money to some people. It, it may sound like a huge difference. That's a 20% increase on your mortgage yes. payment. It's more than a 20% increase and it's $322 a month, but that's if you're average, mm -hmm. if you're someone with a 500, $600,000 mortgage, and I'm getting approached by the children of some of my clients who just think I'm going to have to take out a $700,000 mortgage. And that's just the way it is. If I want to own a home, mm -hmm. imagine 
that interest rate increase costing you five, six, seven hundred dollars a month more in payments. Could that potentially disqualify you from qualifying for the mortgage? With the new stress test, it might. Um, and it's not necessarily even disqualifying you because lending institutions are willing to lend you far more than you yourself should be looking to borrow. Uh, I remember when I bought my first house looking to borrow 225000 they wanted to loan me three hundred and forty. Um, and and I was like, oh, my God, who would borrow 340000 to buy their first house? That's ridiculous. Well, I of course, remember those to, days. Yeah. So I today, I mean, it's 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 far more common, right? The average 371. But think of it from this perspective. Not only do you want to pay five, six, seven hundred dollars a month more to have the exact same home you're already living in. And that's the key. You're already there. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing any appreciable difference in your quality of life. It's just six, six or seven hundred a month going out the door. Mm-hmm. But $600 a month, if you were to invest it over the life of a 25-year mortgage at an 8% return, would build up to more than a half million dollars. Okay. I, I'm getting sick, you know, just thinking about this and the number of people that are putting this, themselves in that position. Now, we have a quick phone call here. Sure. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know. Somebody wants to talk to us about uh, people using home address to get bank loans. Uh, who do we have on the line and how can we help you this morning? Greg, my, good Hi. morning, Greg. My name is Ben. I listen to you often. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How can we help you this morning? My experience back in 19, 2019, I received something in the mail, and it uh, was addressed to my home and to myself, but the name on it wasn't mine. Okay. And so I brought, I brought it to the bank in the area, and they looked at it, they opened it up, and they found that it was a a loan statement that this individual had obtained. I think the maximum was about $10,000, and they were behind in their interest. Can, That's interesting. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear you. I can carry on. And they were behind in the interest, and they weren't making payments. So I gave it to the bank. The bank says, I'll look after it. About uh, another week later, I get another one. It's from another bank, and it's from the same name, name on the uh, uh, on the envelope as uh, as the first one, and I brought it to another bank in the area who was the same, like the Toronto, uh, Bank of Montreal, and they were on the phone. The manager was on the phone for half an hour, talking to head office to see what could be done. You know, I uh, I I, so, I really I really understand what you're saying, and uh, I thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, you clearly you were victim of. Uh, uh, identity theft. Uh, would you agree with that one, Mike? I, I mean, that's a, that, that's an easy one to, to determine here. Folks, you need to be very, very careful with this. And that's why it's so important that you monitor your credit. Because every time somebody opens a credit account on, uh, on, on your, under your name, it will pop up on your credit bureau. Want yep. it there, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I had that happen to me a few years ago. Oh, really? Where uh, I, I received some sort of call saying we're about to activate your credit card. And that's, I didn't, you know, it was like a Walmart credit card. I, was like, I'm, I didn't apply for a credit card with you. And we did a credit search and there were three other credit cards that were taken out, two of which they had the cards themselves had yet been to be mailed, uh, but they opened it in my name under my old address. That's um, fascinating. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's so important, folks, like I was talking about in the first hour of the show, that you monitor your own credit. Every time there is a new credit account open under your name, it will pop up. You will get an alert. And like this, uh, this folk that this gentleman that was just calling us earlier, that's something that would happen. Now, I want to get back to this using the houses at the ATM machine. Uh, you know, my, my friend Greg Walker, a uh, very good friend of mine, and I think that you deal with his niece, Triple if I'm G. not mistaken. Yes. Triple G, yes. Triple G is awesome. Triple G, a you know, a shout out from here, the the cold uh, white north. He's in Naples right now, enjoying his mm. life with his girlfriend. Love them both. But he's, he said here, would the 1.7% increase kill the housing market in the GTA? I mean, that's the, the that's fear? the intended, well, it, it's a bit of a fear, but that's the intended result. Housing is becoming unaffordable if it's not, if it hasn't surpassed that point for for many years now mm-hmm. and this is part and parcel to the inflation that we're seeing so raising interest rates is supposed to have the effect of taking money out of the marketplace it's to remove money from people's wallets so they can't afford as much and that will fight inflation well one of the things they're having to afford is housing so yes a 1.75 percent increased interest rates would cause the housing market to be less affordable and therefore Housing prices would have to come down. And there's real concern, globally speaking, this this could cause an economic recession because it, it is because of the liquidity of homes, the rise in the values, the equity people are taking out to buy things mm-hmm. that is that is keeping this economy going and causing now, the inflation we're seeing. Is there any circumstance in which it's a good idea to borrow against your house? Borrowing to invest is... Um, is an advanced strategy for sure. It's okay. one that really should only be implemented by affluent people. Um, you know, the, the key to it is you have to have really stable income. And the reality is anytime you go through a recession, a recession causes the markets to go down. A recession is caused by a lack of liquidity in the market. And mm-hmm. when there's less liquidity in the market and we go through a recession, people lose their jobs. And they have the inability to to cover their costs. And when you borrow money, this is not something that you get to opt out of paying. You know, you Mm -hmm. can opt out of making RSP contributions. You can take your kids at a private school. Um, You can sign up for or you can take fewer vacations uh, when things are going bad in in your finances. You borrow money, you're going to have to make that payment. And and if that is caused by a rise in interest rates. Uh, that, that kicks off any sort of recession of this nature. Now you're talking about not only do you have less cash flow, mm-hmm. but the money you were paying on debt now costs you more. So your expenses have actually increased at a time when your income has decreased. So, so borrowing to invest is is uh, something that should only ever be done cautiously and with with proper proper expert guidance. Yeah. You know, with proper yeah. guidance, you know this is a it's a fascinating conversation uh, for me. Mike, for a very simple reason. I mean, I have three kids, maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> oh boy, um, yeah. for, for 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 them, um, it would be virtually an impossibility to buy real estate um, based on the current market conditions. I mean, when you and I were buying our first homes when we first got married, mm-hmm. because we, yeah. you and I, you know married to our respective wives, um, you know, around the same time back in the early 2000s. I mean, 
I bought my first home here in Oakville for $230,000 in the same right. neighborhood that I'm living in right now. Um, now that there was five times that. Um, so our children are essentially condemned to not be able to own real estate. Um, and um, do you think it's a good idea to borrow to buy real estate? Because it's going to be inaccessible for people to buy it. So they're going to have to rent it at some point, no? I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you're asking. Is it a good so, idea to you know, rent to, to, or borrow to, to, to buy? To, to, to borrow against your home, against the liquidity of your home to invest in more real estate. I, I think this is the, probably the trickiest time to be buying more real estate. If mm-hmm. someone asks me right now, should I be buying more? Um, should I borrow um, to buy a property to be a rental property? I, I think you're talking about, do I buy an asset that is at its highest price that we've ever seen at a time when interest rates are about to go out, excuse me, about to go up. And we're talking about how much it could cause the value of those assets to go down. But, you know, Uh, can't I use the same argument with you that uh, I don't know a single property that today is worth less than it was worth 10 years ago. And today properties are going to be worth less than they will be 10 years from now. I, I think historically speaking, that argument is sound. So it's a question of whether or not you can afford to hang on. If you're if you can afford to buy that real estate and your intention is to hold on to it for 10 years, mm-hmm. things are probably going to work out for you. But if you're having to borrow to afford it mm-hmm. and borrow against what your cash flow would be able to support should interest rates go up, that that's going to be a tougher scenario. That's so again, very- it comes down to income stability and and your financial ability to carry that debt. Folks, if, if these sort of conversations are something that you ask yourself and you don't have a, a definitive answer from whoever you happen to be investing with, um, do what I did. Call Mike. Mike will literally just put you in the straight and narrow, <laughs> very narrow. He is the one that uh, holds me accountable. It makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes when I make uh, decisions that don't make a lot of sense. But uh, Money Mike is my personal financial advisor. He, uh, I've been dealing with him for a very long time. I've known him for 20 years, and he's the only person that I trust with money decisions. Uh, money Mike, thank you so much for being on the show, man. This was really, really insightful, and I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation and the points that we were supposed to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you can reach Money Mike at uh, moneymike.ca, so you can send him an email uh, on the other, uh, whenever you, you're not listening to the show right now, or you can call him after the show at 905-320-6762, and he is available to you. Mike, thank you so much for joining the show this morning. I, you know, I, I got to give you a call after the show. I have to ask you a couple of questions, important stuff. And, I will be um, here. I look forward to speaking to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Mike. All right, take care. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. We have a big announcement coming on the other side of the hour, folks. It involves a very good friend of mine, myself, Oakville, and jujitsu. It's a big, big, big deal. But also, the last hour of the show is the hour of the grievances. You have a problem? Call me. I'll listen to you. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And uh, let's take a short break, Lex. We'll be right back. Wonder if she's going to stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't no home anytime. 
What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Knows who he has next at Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn, he's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk, shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting. Show is beginning, it's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Slackers, we are back. If you were just tuning in, you listen to the Greg Carrasco show. We are one of the last uh, three shows that we can talk about whatever we want. And I'd like to think that. Uh, uh, you know, center right is where we're going to take the show. That's that's our political position. Um, when it comes to social issues, I am as liberal as they come. I don't care what you do, who you marry, who you sleep with. None of my business. The government should stay out of our beds for sure. Except when you buy the sheets, you have to pay 13%. You know, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> This is the hour of the grievances. This is the hour when you have a problem, you call me. If your husband is bothering you, I'll talk to you. If your wife is giving you a tough time, I'll talk to you. If somebody cuts you off in the highway and you want to complain about it, let's do it together. If you are upset that Canada is the third largest reservoir of oil on the planet and our, <laughs> our gas is $2 a liter and you can't make sense of this insanity, I'm your man. 289-275-9600. I want to know if your favorite dictator is Justin Trudeau. You know, who is your favorite dictator right now on the planet? I, I want to know who that is. The slippage. Uh, he was stuck in moist at the last NATO conference, I think. You gotta love this guy. Every time I look at him, I think to myself, I, I never felt that I was smart enough or qualified enough to be in politics because it's a serious job. You have the fate of, of the country, of your fellow citizens and friends and family in your hands. So I never felt that I was qualified enough to do it. And then I look at Justin Trudeau and I realize you need no qualifications to run the country. How amazing is that? This is the pinnacle, uh, the pinnacle of our society. When you have someone that has never accomplished anything of significance, nothing. You, you, you have to understand this, folks. The prime minister of our nation, other than having good hair, and I argue that because I prefer curls. But anyway, when the prime minister of our country has never accomplished anything ever at all, never. And just because he was born into the right lineage, 
He was one of our blue bloods. Somehow, he said, hey. No, he, he talks like this. I can do it. I can, be, I can be the leader of one of the free nations, the biggest, richest free nations on the planet because I look good and my dad was important. <laughs> Talking moistly to us. And he did the giant slippage. <laughs> he ran from prime minister and me like a fool. I voted for him the first time around. What was I thinking? I don't I apologize to all my fellow citizens for voting for this guy the first time around. I don't know what I was thinking. I honestly don't know. You see, I was a big fan of his dad, not of his policy, because, you know, Pierre Elliott Trudeau is responsible for some of the biggest problems that we have in Canadian society today. Main one being that Canadians don't know who they are. We have no national identity other than... We, the only thing we know about us Canadians is that we're not Americans. That's the only thing that we know. We don't know who we are. And Pierre Trudeau was responsible for that. I'm a big fan of his because he could at least put two sentences together. And he was a think tank. Like him or hate him, he was an intellectual. And I, that I respected And then I read his autobiography, and I, I, I love the guy. I wish I would have met him before he died. I was sad when he died, and I never met the guy. So I figured this got to, you know, the apple couldn't fall too far from the tree from an intellectual standpoint, so I had some faith. <sighs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. You know, within hours after he was elected, I changed my mind. And what a disaster this has turned out to be, folks. What a disaster. And unfortunately, we have enough people that don't pay enough attention to this, and he may be reelected again. At some point, the right is going to have to unite itself and stop playing games with each other. At some point, the conservative voice needs to get together and say, you know what, enough, enough. We've spent way too much money on this. Deficit is nothing more than a fancy word to say that the government is spending more money that is taken away from you in taxes. So that's a bit of a problem. Do you disagree with me on this? Call me. 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600. Are you changing your car because of gas prices? Is it affecting you? I want to know. Are you downsizing? Are you struggling with the gas prices? I want to know. The phone lines are open. This is the hour in which you complain. I have a couple of emails that I'm going to read to you. Some fascinating people reaching out to me uh, when I'm off air. But I need to share some news with you folks. Um, you know, I, at the beginning of the show, I said that I had a big announcement to make and uh, um, that this is the time. Um, I also said that you get to know your partners at the end of a relationship better than you ever did during or at the beginning of that relationship. That applies to romantic partners. It applies to business partners. It applies to friends or ex-friends. You get to know them better at the end. So for those of you that have followed the show and have known me for a long time, I have always been interest, interested in martial arts. I, I started doing martial arts when I was very, very, very young. I was nine years old. And uh, uh, one of my 
uncles that wasn't even related to me. He was just married to my aunt. Uh, he put me in touch with um, with a brown belt, uh, a karate brown, brown belt, um, for him to teach me how to not be killed in the ghettos of Santiago. Uh, and uh, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. So I started to, you know, to study karate at a very young age. It was Shotokan. And uh, when, then when I moved to Canada, um, I joined a school called Black Tiger Karate up in Finch and Melvin area. Uh, the professor's name was Dino. The sensei's name was Dino Yaniero. Love the guy. Amazing. It was called Chitoru is the style. I don't know what it means now. It was a long time ago. And I competed. I competed in uh, semi-contact at the time because full contact wasn't allowed all over Southern Ontario and Northern New York. And I, I went to a lot of tournaments. Um, but, uh, you know, karate and semi-contact, which was not really semi-contact, would beat the crap out of each other. You know, you end up with <laughs> with bruises, black eyes and whatnot. So anyways, I um, then I got into the gym business. I, I, I've always been a gym rat. And for a long time, I've, I worked out a lot and CrossFit came around. Uh, I loved it so much that I, I bought a gym. So I owned a CrossFit gym for many, many, many years. And uh, one of the members ultimately ended up selling it because I was busy and I was old and getting tired and, you know, deadlifting and doing 200 and somewhat pound snatches was taking a toll on me. So I sold the business. Um, my buddy Dennis still runs it. It's called Full Metal CrossFit. It's right on Dixie and Eglinton. So if you're looking for a reliable, good CrossFit gym in Mississauga, there are two places, Full Metal CrossFit. The other one is Element CrossFit here in Ridgeway. But anyways, I uh, after I sold my business, I decided to do so a sport, uh, combat sport, martial arts, to get my youngest son out of the house. Uh, he, you know, he was little at the time, and now he's taller than I am. But he was spending a lot of time in front of the computer, and uh, I figured I have always had a fascination with jujitsu. Jujitsu uh, came into the mainstream in '93 or so when the Gracie family just ruled the UFC, and that was love at first fight. It was fascinating to see what a little guy could do. So I started to train jujitsu at a school in, in Burlington. And, um, you know, it worked well for a long time. But then, you know, you grow, personalities grow. You develop, uh, you know, an idea of what you want your experience to be in jujitsu. So I moved schools to Evo Jiu-Jitsu in, uh, in Mississauga with Professor Toma and Professor David. Uh, there's a few other professors there, Aaron, Adam, and whatnot. And these folks made me fall in love with jujitsu again. Uh, I love those guys. Love them. David is a, one of the funniest humans I've ever met. And Toma is one of the most insightful uh, business people that I come across. And he is personally responsible for making me re-fall in love with jujitsu. But, um, you know, when I met my professor Toma from Evo, he knew that uh, I, I loved doing this so much that I wanted to eventually by a school. So a little while ago, I was approached by a good friend of mine, uh, a professor from a previous school that I had joined, someone that myself and my children respected and loved. He was the voice of reason at a previous school that I was at. His name was Luis Costa. I love this guy. You know, when I left that first school, he was one of three or four people that I really missed 
you know, his insightfulness into the martial art and his way to explain succinctly and convey concepts, not so much techniques, but just concepts of jujitsu. It was something that I missed tremendously. And I, I was fascinated by, you know, rolling with him, learning from him and whatnot. So a few weeks ago, he approached me and said, Greg, you know, I, I have this idea. And um, what do you think about us going into business together and being a partner in, in a jiu-jitsu school? And number one, I, I, was, I was very, uh, I was humbled and happy that he would consider me and trust me that way. Uh, but uh, very quickly, I found out that uh, his business plan was sound. This is, this is going to be a phenomenal jujitsu experience for whoever chooses to use it. So we are in typical Brazilian because Luis Costa is from Brazil. Uh, in typical Brazilian and Chilean fashion, we hugged, we shook hands. And where I come from, when you shake somebody's hand, it actually means something. So we made a commitment to each other that we were going to open up a jiu-jitsu school. So it's coming. Oakville is going to have the first dedicated Brazilian jiu-jitsu only school. The name of the school is Octa BJJ. I repeat that. This is the first time that that name has been uttered publicly. Octa BJJ. Octa for eight. Octa for Ontario Combat Training Academy. We are scheduled to open up the school within the next six weeks. The place has been rented. The mats have been bought. The rent has been paid. The clock is ticking. Now, because it's Oakville and real estate is at a premium, we have limited number of spots available. We will train. We will grow. We will become a family and friends. Jiu-Jitsu is a community. A community of people that trust each other. People that are willing to fight with friends. And right before the moment they put you to sleep, <laughs> you tap and you say, you know, I trust you. Jiu-Jitsu is not a martial art. It's a lifestyle. And I can tell you, as a 50-year-old man, I did not find jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu found me. And I'm proud to announce that I, myself and Professor Luis Costa, are the co-owners of Octa BJJ in Oakville. I think that Slacker Nation now has a place. And uh, I promise that we will do whatever possible to give anyone that joins the school a phenomenal experience. But I cannot, I cannot omit the exchange that I had with my professor at Evo Jiu-Jitsu. Professor Toma from Evo Jiu-Jitsu is one of the most stand-up, honorable humans that I have met. I was dreading telling my professor that I was going to open up a school. I didn't know what the response was going to be. And his support 
candidness, and willingness to help. Solidify my ideas of jujitsu and the people who run the schools. And for so long as I am able to communicate this message, it doesn't matter how much the school that I'm opening up with Professor Luis is going to grow too. Professor Toma and Professor Dave from Evo Jiu-Jitsu will always have my support. They will always be respected because they are respectable people. I will do that. I will support them. We are not competitors. We are friends. And that's how you know who your friends are. Friends want to see you succeed. Friends want to see you grow. They're not competitors. They're friends. That's what I said at the end of our relationship. It's when you really know people. And I have to say this because it's important. I love Toma. I love Dave. And everybody at the school who received me with open arms. But now... Professor Luis Costa and I have a school in Oakville. It will be opening up within the next six weeks. And this is a pretty big deal for me because those who know me, they know that when I love something, I want to own it. <laughs> and uh, I am so happy to call Professor Luis Costa my friend and now my business partner. And I will support Luis with everything that I have, with the show, with my social media, with everything that we have. This is a family business, just like everybody else's is. And there is enough people out there for everyone to have all the students that you can get. And ultimately, the students know where they belong. So there's no fear. Richard Branson said once, Train your people, train your people so they could live you and treat them well enough so they don't. And that's what jujitsu is all about. So I'm proud to announce that Okta BJJ is opening up in Oakville and we are going to be the only Brazilian jujitsu exclusive school in Oakville. We have limited spot. Look it up, octabjj.com, opta, octabjj.ca. You will find us. We are inevitable. We have a few phone calls here, folks. Please don't hang up. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, which is where I live. I have no life, so my career is running car dealerships. My pastime is doing jujitsu. My work is doing this radio show. Until the end of the month or until supplies last, if you have good credit, you don't have to make a payment for up to six months when you finance a used vehicle from Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. If you have something to say this morning, if you have something to complain about, call me, 289-275-9600. Lex, let's go for a short break. We'll be right back. Six feet under, and I can still hear her My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. 
You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. You are just tuning in. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show that is mostly not about cars. Uh, a big announcement just took place, and uh, we're going to touch base on that again in a couple of minutes. But this is the hour of the grievances. This is the hour when you call me and you complain. I want to send a big shout out to Bob Ryder and Kelly. You know who you are. You're listening to the show. The show loves you guys back. That's awesome. We do have a caller on the line here. We have Sean. Is Sean there? Sean, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Talk to me. So I am there. Well, I was originally going to answer your question about my favorite dictatorship, but uh, something else came up in the meantime. Congratulations, Greg. Honestly, um, I can't be any happier for you. Uh, You and Lewis, both of you. you know, for, for and I'm going to quote your, your saying there, Greg, for those of you who don't know Luis, uh, he is one of the calmest, gentle giants you will ever meet. Uh, you know, I, I think that Greg didn't give him enough credit when he said that, you know, he explains things so well and, and so on. But, you know, Luis is, is the type of person where you can ask him about anything. You know, he's given me advice about, you know, how, how to deal with my son sometimes. And you know, and you, Greg, you've been—you're someone who inspires a lot of people, including myself. And your drive and your energy is absolutely incredible. I am very, very, very happy for both of you, and I'm convinced that your partnership between your drive and your energy and his ability to, you know, keep things nice and calm when things go wrong. I think you guys are going to be very successful, and I'm really happy for you guys. You know, Sean, I. I, so, I, 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 I I have to tell you this, uh, when, you know, Lewis and I have always gotten along and my children love Lewis. Uh, the uh, training with him was always an experience. And the, this, the, you know, my previous school, not even the previous school before that one was a different school when Lewis was around. And I, I love that about him. So when my children found out that I was partnering up with Lewis, it was a family rejoice. Uh, but uh, what I can tell you about what I can tell you about this is that uh, the, the version of Lewis that we see uh, that, that we knew at the school was only a portion of what I have discovered over the last few weeks. You know, he's quite possibly one of the smartest guys that I know and, you know, most certainly top five in, in the sense that uh, there is a Pandora's box of knowledge. Um, Lewis has been an inspiration for the last five weeks, dude. And I, you know, I literally, after I, I announced the, uh, the name of the school and that is coming here in Oakville, um, 
I, I sent him a text and I said, you know, I love being your partner because um, we seem to have the synergy. We agree on everything. There is no ego in the partnership. And it's like, all right, let's do this. And every suggestion that we give each other is always welcome in a way that I haven't had before. And uh, I think that people that know Luis, uh, they only know how brilliant of a jiu-jitsu practitioner he is. But I have gotten to see the man and Dude, man, he's a good man. <laughs> so I, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I am thrilled, Sean, and I'm, I'm, I'm certainly uh, hopeful that uh, Oakville is going to receive uh, Octa BJJ with open arms because uh, we are going to look after children. We are going to teach, um, you know, kids how how to deal with bullying in school. We are going to get guys into shape and get them regain some of that confidence that happens. We happen to lose as we start losing our hair. <laughs> we are going to make women dangerous you know and you know your wife uh, dasha uh, is one of the most dangerous females that i've ever rolled with i mean dude you guys are <laughs> it's, uh, it is it is incredible what you guys have been able to accomplish so sean thank you so much for uh, you know for your support i really appreciate that now do you um do you think that uh, Jiu-Jitsu is growing as a sport, uh, you know, in the city, in the world, based from your perspective, because you're a very well-read guy. What do you think? Well, I'm, you know, I think Canada has very, very good Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, if you look at uh, Guitard out of um, out of Penn's Planet in Montreal, you look at the guys out of Sudbury, uh, you look at a lot of the guys in the GTA, uh, you know, Ringo and so on. Like, we've got uh, evil We've got some absolutely amazing jiu-jitsu. But I was looking, you know, I travel a lot for work. I traveled a lot for work. And I always looked at places where there were schools. And I find that in the U.S. especially is that there's a lot more schools uh, in a geographic area than there is in Canada. So, you know, it makes the difference. Is it better to have, you know, better quality but less or, you know, good quality and more? Who knows? Uh, but I, I find that in Canada, and of course the population is not the same, uh, we don't have as many people, but I find that in Canada we have less, but we have amazing schools here. Our, our jiu-jitsu is really fantastic in Canada. It, it is fantastic. And now, just to f finish off, who is your favorite dictator? Sean, the show and loves you, uh, Sasha, and your, your family in general. Thank you so much for the phone comment. I really appreciate it. Right. Hopefully, I'll talk to you after the show. Folks, if you have anything to say, just call us, 289-275-9600. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show, and this is the hour of the grievances. This is your hour. Whatever you want to talk about, I will listen to you. Now, I, I'm going to read something to you um, because it's important, and please forgive my accent. I, um, my accent does come out when, whenever I read. I don't know why that is. But uh, it does come out. Um, the email comes from Sergey. Quick thanks and congrats on the new station. He says, I'm a longtime listener and a sales manager within the automotive industry. I listened to your previous show in the previous network, and I meant to send you an email. Just wanted to thank you for being the conservative voice of reason and brave enough to question the mainstream narrative. Not many people are willing to put themselves out there and potentially risk their careers, I guess. Our family also left a totalitarian country in Belarus and are strong opponents of anything that can resemble what our fellow Belarusians went and are going through. Hence, when we saw what started to happen in Canada and 
what yours and mine favorite dictator Trudeau was doing in the last two years, especially the last few months. He raised the alarm bells and got us really concerned. Your last message at the previous network was pretty heartfelt, and I wanted to know that there were many of us that were sharing your sentiment. Happy that you have found a station where you can continue honest discussion and keep exposing the lies and biases of our country and government-sponsored media. It's pretty interesting stuff here. From one automotive professional to another, thank you for doing what you're doing to keep sh and keep shining, my brother. Serge, the show loves you, man. You know, there's a lot of misunderstandings in relation to what I've done and why I have moved to Saga 960. And the move was not popular because you are going from a seemingly multinational network to a family-owned run independent radio station. So what? Aren't we fighting the system? Are we fighting the corporation? Aren't we saying that corporations are taking over everything? What makes you think that media corporations are not doing the same thing? You know, the moment that I started to talk about the Freedom Convoy, the moment that I started to talk about the truckers, the moment that I started to question things was the moment that the hammer came down immediately. You're not allowed to talk about politics. You're not allowed to talk about religion. You're not allowed to talk about mandates. You're not allowed to talk about vaccines. You're not allowed to talk about masks. You're not allowed to talk about protests or any social issues. You're not allowed to talk about any social issues that could be considered controversial by anyone. That was the mandate. And it's in writing. It's, I'm, this is me not making this stuff up. So the question was simple. What if one day I said that um, Toyotas are better than Hondas or Hondas are better than Toyota? Somebody's going to get upset about that. Is that controversial? Is that a problem? Instead of telling me what I cannot talk about, why don't you tell me what I can talk about on my own radio show? And this is something that is so grossly overlooked in today's media. The strings are not being pulled by the host. The strings are being pulled by the corporation, by the government-sponsored media. And that's a scary situation, folks. When I talk about my experiences back in Chile, I'm not saying it for any other reason other than just to spark up some thought, some ideas as to the fact that there is a different perspective going on out there. And I've said it a couple of shows ago. Do you want to know what is wrong with the way the country is going? Ask an immigrant. Ask somebody that came from Belarus and Ukraine and Lithuania in the Eastern Bloc. Ask somebody that came from Cuba or Venezuela. Ask them. They'll tell you. Don't take my word for it. Do you disagree with me? It's okay. Call me. Fight me. Let's do it. You and I. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. The phone lines are open. I'm all ears for you. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. 
That is the home of the no commission salespeople, but it's also the home of the most ruthless car advice that you could ever possibly have. If you're looking at buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, trying to decide between one car and another. There's only one place that you need to visit before you make any car buying decisions and you need to see the slacker himself. I live at that place. Lex, let's go to a short break and we'll be right back. If I said it, then I meant it. All my life I won a Grammy, but I probably never get it. I ain't never had no trophy or no motherfucker ribbon. The system, I'm at Ben Law, cut the rules. I'm about to risk it all. I ain't got too much to lose. Y'all been eating long enough. It's my turn to cut the food. Pass the plate with my drink. This my day. Lucky you. You too. Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. Give me some room. Give me some room. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture, and if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. for you folks if you're listening to the show you're one of the lucky ones you're listening to probably the last three standing with a free voice here in the gta we don't hold punches we talk about whatever is on our mind whatever is in your mind so if you have something that you want to talk about call me 289-275-9600 we have a few phone calls on the line here so we're going to get to you don't hang up we're going to get to you we have somebody that uh, has been listening to the carrasco show for some time and they just found me here on saga 960 who am i speaking with and uh how long did he take you <laughs> is he still on the hey, line then? Greg, uh, this hey, is steve hey steve how are you <laughs> oh my heart is beating like so fast i'm i'm i feel like a rabbit man <laughs> oh my god i was you don't know how happy i was to hear your voice but then i thought is this a recording no, man, we're live. Oh. We, we are live. And, you know, I can tell you this, the, the type of welcoming that I have received by the, this radio station should make the entire Slack nation just flock to this, to this station here because I'm working with nice people Great. that actually care. <laughs> Greg, can I interject for a sec? Of course. I want to tell everybody the date is March 19th, 2022. And it looks like it's around 1040 1042. in the yes. morning. <laughs> yes. So this is not a recording. If you're list- if it's this time, this date right now, this is live, like you said. You know and how I was listening to the radio and all the BS from the mainstream media. I, it was making me sick. I used to listen to you every Saturday morning and I would be preparing the food for my guests that have been coming for, to my house on Saturdays. And uh, your voice used to fill my kitchen every Saturday morning. Hey, listen, you, whenever you put a little bit of Carrasco in anything that you're cooking, it's going to taste better, man. Come on. 
there's something cooking here for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how to make a chili and chirisqueta, but uh, or ch- chorizo, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. That's awesome. So and I, some Portuguese uh, going though. Steve, I, I, I don't I'm, want to take too much time. I've got your number. Is your show is is it still nine to eleven Saturday? You know, it's eight to eleven, and it's rerun on Sundays from eight to eleven again. And you can you can subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to us live on the computer at saga nine sixty am ca. Steve, the show loves you back. Thank you so much for finding me, man. I gotta let you go. There's a lot of phone calls coming through. Thank you, Steve, and uh, gotcha. I'm sure that we'll be I'll talking to you friends. soon. Eight to eleven Saturday live. Thanks, Greg. Have Thanks. a good one. Thanks, brother. Let's talk to Martin. Martin wants to talk about loving the fact uh, that I'm here at Saga 960. Martin, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Yes, uh, Greg. You know what? I'm really touched. I I, I, uh, I have to tell you I'm touched. Uh, I was listening to 960 before you came to the station, and I was telling to the station to everybody I knew because this is, I didn't know his family owned I'm actually praying for the family because they will be target of the big business and uh, legislators. They will try to shut you down and whatnot, okay? But I absolutely pray for you people and uh, I pray for you personally, man. I, I'm touched. I, I just, I just, God bless you, okay? Martin, thank you so much for calling the show, dude. I really appreciate the love. It's right back. But I can tell you this. This is not only family-owned, but, uh, you know, the uh, my boss at the radio station, it's a super cool woman that uh, inspire me every day that I'm on air with the dedication to the quality of the show, what we're putting out into the marketplace. And dude, man, this girl can run a radio station. I have received more support, uh, you know, from from a, from a technical standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, from an actual moral support from this station in the last three, four weeks that I have received in the last 13 years combined. You see, this is the hill that I die on when it comes to radio broadcasting because I understand what it is not to be able to have a voice and I cannot have a show if I don't have my own content. Martin, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, Slack Your Nation is slowly but surely finding me, which is amazing. It's impossible to communicate to all of them at the same time. But tell your friends, tell your friends. We have Candace on the line. Candace, thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. And how can I make your life better this morning? Good morning, Greg. How are you? I am amazing. And I'm even happier that you're calling the show. Talk to me. How can I help yeah. you? Oh, Greg, you always help me. Actually, I bought a car from you in 2019 after I had a baby. And I'm back. <laughs> Just more to get your opinion on something really quick. Um, it was 2016 Nissan Rogue that I purchased from you. Um, I'm starting to have some transmission problems. I know I have the extended warranty, mm-hmm. and I've been doing some research on this model. Seeing there's a lot of things going down, lawsuits in different countries and so forth. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, um, it hasn't officially gone yet. I took it in yesterday. They said they wiped some code that's not normally happening with Nissan Rogues, but if it happens again, come back. If I try to reverse out of a parking spot and drive, my RPM goes up really, really high. Mm-hmm. I always got to turn it off, turn it back on, and it's normal. Okay. So in your opinion, should I just get this fixed with the warranty and then get rid of this car? Because from what I'm seeing, the 2016 Nissan Rogue, it's not really looking too good of a car anymore. Yeah, just just remember so this, Candice. Like you, um, you, you made some wise decisions. 
the Nissan Rogue and the transmission is not an issue. And let me explain this. You know, whenever you go into Google, whatever you're looking for, you will find good or bad. You will, you will find it. So that's why Google is not a reliable place for you to get your information because it will confirm all your already existing biases. That's what it's made for, is to give you the right answers. If you type in, it will tell you something as ludicrous as saying, like, is Justin Trudeau the best prime minister in the history of the world? It will say yes. That's how crazy oh, that Google is. You know, that I, exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly what it will tell you when you're doing some reading in, in relation to your to your rogue. Now, saying that, mm-hmm. how long is your extended warranty? Um, five years or 112 kilometers. Because I got it at, from you at 52 yep. and I'm now at 68. So I only driven like less than 18,000 in the last two years. Okay. Well, look at it this way. You are fully protected for a while. And that's, you know, having an extended warranty is a crucial thing because now whatever you decide is on your terms, not on the terms of the car decide if for whatever reason something happens to it. Saying that, uh, we have never be, have gotten so much money for trade-ins as we're getting right now. So if you were ever to trade that vehicle in, now is probably the time. The only thing that you have to fight against is the fact that cars have never been as expensive as they are right now. But if, if, you know, peace of mind is something that is very important when having a driving experience. So why don't you do this? Come and see me. We'll do an appraisal. Let's see how much the vehicle is worth and see what we can actually get for you. And once we, we have all that data, I can tell you whether you um, you can make a good decision right now or or not, or just sit tight. I think that's the best way that we can that we can address this. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think I should do that. I'll, I'll make the trip to Oakville. <laughs> oh, you know, don't don't let me put you out there. You sound like oh, I don't want to drive down to Oakville. Are you kidding well, me? You know what? I've always had great experiences with you from when I first called you on the old radio station. Yep. When I came there with my daughter, I mean, you held her, you liked her, she yep. likes you, so <laughs> your vibes are good. Um, so uh, I know I still have your number. I know you like to be text first and stuff like that. Should I just text you after the show? And yeah, just text me after the show. There. You book an appointment and that I'll get my uh, my managers to jump into this with me and we can help you make a wise decision as to how to proceed next. Uh, I'm looking forward to talk to you. And Candice, thank you so much for listening to the show. I love that. Thank you. And you I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, love the show. Love the show. Have a good day. <laughs> thank you. You too. You see, Slacker Nation is there. They're listening. They're waiting to hear what comes out of my mouth next because I know that they know that I'm just like the I'm afraid. I have to pay bills. I have to fill up my gas tank. A lot of money these days. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's telling me the truth. I don't know who to believe. So I made a fundamental decision. I don't believe anybody. I'm going to start trusting my instincts. What are my instincts telling me? At least I didn't buy any snake oil from anyone. And if I make a decision, it's going to be based on my own parameters, on my own moral compass. Individual choices. This is what it's all about. This is what we've been fighting for. 
This is why the show is here. This is why I have chosen to broadcast the show after coming, of the, coming out of the two biggest networks that we have in Canada. But the confusion is the name of the network, the reach of the signal is equivalent to the number of people listening. And that's not the way that works. You can have the biggest net on the planet, but if it doesn't catch any fish, you still have a bad day fishing. Saga 960 AM may have a smaller net, but there is plenty of fish in this reach area. Over 70,000 people are listening to the show every single weekend here at Saga 960, which is more people than the two previous networks combined. What? I know some of you may not like to hear that because like we were talking about earlier, the haters of the show listen longer. <laughs> Thank you for helping those numbers. Thank you. Thank you. And I know that irks you. That's okay. We still love you, you know. I'm done fighting. I don't want to fight with anybody. I want to have some healthy verbal sparrings. I want to have a healthy conversation with someone. Whether you are studying broadcasting at Humber College and you are 23 years old, like my buddy Nick here. You just perfectly described me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You see, I do pay attention. Absolutely. Or you are a handsome male body model like my producer is in the studio Lex I can have that conversation with them and uh, you know Lex is, makes me happy that uh, he's managing the board at the studio right now when, Lex do you have any idea when I am going to uh, meet you in person because I haven't met you in person yet at, at the studio or should we talk to the boss the boss is online right now is she going to be able to talk to us? You know, folks, let me introduce you to uh, Jyoti. Jyoti is my boss. Jyoti, how are you? Can you? Can we hear you? See if we can hear her. I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Do you know, uh, or what is your plan to um, to open up the studio, if it's if or if it's something that we're thinking about doing? Are you eating again? <laughs> I am. I just had Greek yogurt, and I had to turn off my camera because then you're gonna make a comment. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, every time I talk to you, I get hungry. So what, what is the plan for the uh, for the station to open up and uh, for us to go into studio? Not that I want to do it, but I'm just curious. No, we're working on it and uh, we hope to open it up as soon as we can. We just have to go through some logistics and work with everybody individually, whether they want to come in or not. Yeah. Again, it's something that we want to speak to individually just to know if they feel safe. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. this is all individual choices, right? And I, I appreciate that. You know, for those of you that are just listening to the show, folks, uh, Jody online here, and I hate to put you on the spot like that because this was not prepared. Uh, I, I'm, I hate to say this, and please forgive me. Please, please, please forgive me. Uh, Jyoti is a 32-year-old female badass, and uh, I am so happy to be part of, his, of her battalion of, um, of broadcasters here at Saga 960 that are making big rounds and making big news here in Southern Ontario because, you know, I, thank you for giving me my voice back. I can't explain to you what that has meant to me over the last month. 
you, you, I was that frog being boiled slowly, and, uh, and I, I felt that I was cooking, and I didn't even know. And uh, slowly, I was being emasculated, and uh, you have allowed me to be what I was in the first place. You know, thank you for that. I really hope that you are happy with what we're doing on the show here. So, um, thank you, Jody. I really appreciate it. No, we're happy to have you here too. And uh, this is exciting to have you part of the team. And you're always welcome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. You know, I'm gonna. I promise, I'm gonna go eat something after I'm done with the show. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> thank you. Folks, if you uh, if you want to listen to the show on your own time and um, you don't have time to listen on Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings because we, we do have a rerun, you can subscribe to the podcast at um, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can go to saga960am.ca or you can go to gregcarrasco.com and uh, you can just subscribe. Listen to us. Tell your friends. This is the last free place in Ontario to have an honest conversation about politics, religion, cars, about anything that you want. And we take a lot of pride in doing that, folks. Now, you owe it to yourself, folks, before you make any car buying decisions. If it's got to do with automotive, what I do here on the show, the straightforwardness, we apply it directly to the process we use to run my two stores at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. So you owe it to yourself to come and see me. And until the end of the month, if you have good credit, you don't have to pay for up to six months when you finance a used vehicle from us. A nice and last shout out to my partner, Luis Costa. We are opening up a jiu-jitsu school in Oakville. Octa BJJ, Octa BJJ is the name of the school. But before you buy a car, you need to come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. You know why? There's something happening there at OakvilleNissan.com. An honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!